And I think traditionally we've managed to get good crowds, haven't we, in Singapore? Yeah. From our end. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. We managed to sort of. A lot of Singaporean, yeah, uh, Filipinos yeah, over there in yeah, Singapore. Yes, so we managed to get hold of the. Uh, yeah, the Philippine foreign working community and really engage with some of those foreign workers and, and get them to the stadium, which which created almost that home atmosphere. For sure. Um, yeah. in, in 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 the previous campaigns that, that Kai have had in Singapore, so you know maybe that maybe that approach isn't the worst, and, and maybe it's a case of we can almost have that as a home game, home away from home. Welcome to Across the Line. On this episode, we talk all about back-to-back nights of AFC Cup football at the Rizal Memorial Stadium. Ceres Negros taking on Vietnamese side Tan Quan Ninh and Kaya FC Iloilo taking on Singapore's Tampines Rovers. Both matches were entertaining in their own regard and we break both down on this episode. If you like the uh, content that we provide here on Across the Line, please do subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another edition of Across the Line. It's Football Friday, and today we're talking all about back-to-back nights of AFC Cup football at the Rizal Memorial Stadium. Feels good to be back on the program. Jing Hamlam, Chris Greatwich, of course, doing the show as always. Hey, Chris, how's how it are going? you? You're right. It's been a busy. It's been a busy week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, preparing, uh, you know, preparing for the AFC Cup. Obviously, involved with Kaya Football Club, and um, so many things going on behind the scenes that you know you, you you tend to not get an opportunity to really enjoy the the occasion but uh wow what, what a couple of nights for philippine football i mean a fantastic opportunity for all of the fans to come out to the Rizal memorial stadium back-to-back nights to watch asian level football it's, it's nice obviously i haven't had um domestic football since the sea games that's right right that's so um yeah, great to have people come out and support the the two best teams in in Philippine football. Hundred percent club team. So, um, I mean, how did you find it last night? Obviously, Tampines Rovers, high profile team coming over from from Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was hyped up as an opportunity to sort of see really where we would fare in this group because coming into the game, Tampines Rovers were probably earmarked as the the favourites for yeah. for um, group Group H. How did you think the the, the team did against uh, Singapore's Premier Team? Um, struggled, struggled, especially in the second half against yeah. them. I would say there was a pocket of about ten minutes in the beginning where we had a couple of chances that really needed to be buried. If those were buried, then the game would have been completely different. I think the team has been together for about a month. Yeah. So you know, if you're gonna ask them to play a possession game or try to keep the ball against a side like Tampines Rovers it's a bit of an ask Mm -hmm. I think in how the team defended wow they defended like uh, you know like Lions out there today uh, last night they really really did a good job staying compact staying organized I mean they still got their chances on top of that Mike Cassis was gigantic for the team he made a couple of really crucial saves especially in the second half didn't he he made a couple of Needed to. He, he, he turned back the years a little bit <laughs> yeah. with a couple of those saves, didn't he? So, yeah, definitely kept the team in it with um, with a couple of big stops. Yeah, I mean, Tampines Rovers, they're the team to beat right now in Group H. Uh, they might be second in the standings right now, but the way they play the game, the way their confidence, uh, the players that they have at their disposal right now, they're going to be a scary side to see, especially if they continue to improve. Um, but I would say nil-nil at home, being able to take a point away from that match, you're not going to be too angry about it. Um, coming up next for Kaya are some games that you would see that could be manageable for the club. So 
Um, I think the chances of progressing are still there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, what a what a side that they have. You know, they have like four or five players that are constantly exchanging positions and causing different types of threats. So it was fun to watch if you were tactically minded. Yeah. But if you were looking for just pure end to end football entertainment, perhaps was not yeah. the, the the spectacle for you. You had to stay here last night. Who who impressed yeah. you for? For the Singaporean side, I would say um, Webb was, uh, of course, impressive. Every time he got the ball, it seemed like it was very difficult to get the ball yeah, off. Yeah, Jor- Jordan Webb, right? Yeah, he's been there for a few years, and and he's sort of, I think he came out of um, North America, Canada, is that? Uh, or US. It seemed that way. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. And then he sort of didn't come in with much fanfare, but mm. they came around the same time as uh, Jermaine Pennant, right, um, right. Uh, Billy Mehmet, who'd been doing the circuit in in Southeast Asia, and then Jordan Webb. Um, yeah, like I said, not not really highly touted, not really much buzz over that particular signing. But he's been there for a number of years now, mm. and and has has proven himself on this level to be a real star striker. Yeah, um, you know, his pace, he's, he's direct, um, very difficult customer to to handle. I think he, he's certainly one of the premier forwards at, on this regional stage. A hundred percent. Gave Jalsor Soriano, who came back from a three game suspension, everything he could handle. In that match, um, what a way to be welcomed back yeah. onto the Asian stages to, yeah. to to mark that guy. And um, he said as much after the match that he was disappointed with himself. In fact, um, the coaches expect him to score. He expects himself to score. Mm-hmm. And he's he had his opportunities, and you know he said he didn't do his job. So he's pretty upset about it uh, after the match. But I would say he, he's definitely a player that you have to look at and. and He's the bogeyman for that team. But Nakamura was good too. Yeah. And they had a midfielder, um, a foreign midfielder as well, who was very good at pulling the strings. So in terms of being able to hold the ball, especially under pressure, when you press them high, it's, it's so easy for them to pass the ball around. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a tiring, tiring game for, for the boys of Kaya. For sure. Yeah, I, I think looking at, obviously looking at the standings, Kaya um, sit atop a group H right now with four points. Um, mm-hmm. Level on points with them is, is Tampanese Rovers. So... Just on goal difference, Kaya are able to claim that number one spot after the two games. Um, I, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, is that a point gained or is it two points dropped? Because mm. I, I understand that only one team qualifies from the group. Um, guaranteed. Guaranteed. And you're looking at sort of best second place across right. the other groups to see who, who would qualify. Um Obviously, the home form is critical in, in these types of competitions yeah. where you, you only have six games, so you really got to maximise your three home games. And Kai's home form in the last year's competition was, was extremely good. In fact, even in the campaign in 2016, um, the home form was, was very good. Is it going to be seen as a point gained or do you, do you see that as two points dropped? I would say, given the circumstances, a point earned. Yeah. Uh, it could very well have been three points going their way yeah. in that match. Um, like I said, we had our chances, but majority of the possession, majority of the game was being played inside Kaya's half. Yeah. Um, Tampanese will walk away, will fly home thinking, man, how could we not have beaten them yeah. today uh, or last night? So the, I think in that respect, uh, looking at the fixtures list uh, down the road for Kaya, which is PSM back-to-back and yeah. then Shan United who seem to be struggling at the moment. So... If you handle the PSM games and you take care of Shan United at home, then you have an opportunity 
to fly to Singapore with potentially the group on the line. So that so the final game is going to be Tampines in Singapore. Yes. Okay. So let's yeah. So looking at that, then the PSM Makassar games Those back to back ones. becomes. You've got to be taking minimum of four points, really. Yeah. From from those two, if you have intentions of of Correct. qualifying out of the group, because I that means by my powers of deduction that Tampines have Shan back to back, and you've right. got to assume that they're going to take six points from them. Yes. Right. So, you know, you're going to need to be in contention going into Singapore. Um, really, I would say four points, you know, from, from those two games is, is going to be necessary if they intend to qualify as, as, as the number one. Um, we sort of unpacked it a little bit in the last, um, one of the last podcasts that PSM and Kai ha already have a little bit of needle yeah. with regards to um, an incident last last campaign with with Jalsol, the aforementioned Jalsol Soriano getting red carded for um, what can be described as a kung fu kick <laughs> um, on, uh, on one of their players. So I'm anticipating that game is going to be fireworks. And here's a, here's an addition to that. I mean, it's not going to happen in Bogor in Pakansari Stadium where we played them last year. Which was away from actually where... From where they are in Makassar, yeah. right? Um, thankfully, it's not going to happen in Makassar, but they transferred stadiums all of a sudden. Um, to uh, Boncarno in Jakarta. So this is a, a larger stadium. The main stadium, right? The main stadium. Like, they, w they threw us a bit of a curveball. We everyone was expecting that we're going to play in Pakansari. We right. expected that for the last month. And apparently, there was some correspondence done with the AFC that they were going to move stadiums. Of course, nobody bothered to tell us. Why right? would they? Because we're only going to travel there in a couple sure. of weeks. You know, Travel requires, you know, your hotels, <laughs> your transportation, yeah, but it. yeah, nothing. Right? Don't worry about that. So it threw us a little bit of curveball there, but we're, we're, we're looking forward to coming over and, and experiencing Boncarno. Hopefully it'll be a nice crowd over there, you know? Fingers crossed. I mean, it's yeah. a 80,000 capacity or something, something close to that. Yeah. They, they have re renovated it recently, but it's in and around that sort of mark. And if procedure plays there, sometimes it's 60, 70,000 yeah. who come out to watch. The, the, the stadium is shaking. You know, I want to experience that yeah, personally. For sure. yeah. I'm sure the players do too, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's exciting because I think that one is really... I mean, I looked at the game last night mm. and I understand that it was quite a pragmatic approach yeah. should we say um with the pace of the of the Tampanese front line you obviously don't want to engage with them too high up the field mm. um leaving yourself a little bit open at the back you know, spaces for for the likes of Jordan Webb to, to to exploit in behind your back line which isn't the, the paciest um Casas is not one really to be a sweeper keeper and come off the line. He's, he's definitely more of a sort of stay-at-home keeper, shot stopper type. So I could understand why you want to neutralise that threat and have a slightly deeper line. Obviously, the problem then is you're going to concede a lot of ground and they were able to, you know, really control possession. They switched the play out the back um, and, 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 and was largely untouched in the build-up phase pretty much for the entire game. And, and, and while sort of the pragmatic approach led to a more sort of compact um, neutralizing defensive setup. It also meant that, you know, for a large portions of the game, they were on the back heels. Mm. Um, maybe this game has probably come a little bit too early because I would think had this been maybe the middle middle games, which I think they're running in around sort of March 11 time, I think you're saying, is yeah. the next? March 10. March 10. So maybe it would have allowed the coaching staff to maybe implement a more aggressive, especially being at home, a more aggressive. Um, set up yeah. in order to maybe take the game to the Singaporean side a little bit because 100%. but I, I understand it with 
you know, you've had one game prep. Yeah. <laughs> essentially, right? Yep. We're not in season. So, you know, you, you might have to take that pragmatic uh, approach and, and look at it, as you said, from a perspective of maybe it's one point gained rather than two, two, yeah. two points two points last and if they can stay in the hunt if they can stay in the race coming into that final game you know with something on the line yeah. going into Singapore maybe that's 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 the best approach playing playing the longer game rather than looking at this game in isolation because obviously like I said in previous years I mean you look at the 5-0 was it 5-0 drubbing last year of, um, of, of home United you know you Looking at it from a from a, from a fan perspective, I would like to have seen them been a bit more aggressive and taking the game to to the Singaporean side. You, you saw in in previous competitions, obviously Ballester at home, um, two thousand sixteen, we went after them and we won the game one nil, which could have been a three four nil game, mm. and we, we dominated mm. that team. And last year, the five nil victory against Home United just demonstrated for me. I felt that the Filipino teams were, were really announcing themselves as being like, look, no, I think we are above and beyond the, mm. the Singaporean League, the S League now. The, the PFL is a stronger competition yeah. across the board. So it would have been a nice statement to come out and say, look, listen, it's not just Ceres that's a top team in, in, in the Philippines. Kaya is also a team yeah. on this level, on this stage that can compete. So it would have been nice to have sent that message out and, and, and perhaps given a more... Um, Aggressive performance, sure. But also, given the given the circumstances, given the the fact that they've only had one game, one yeah, one competitive game in in 2020, maybe they look at it as as being a point gained and just stay in the hunt, play the long game, and maybe you know, away from home, everything riding on top spot. Maybe that's 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 the approach that that the, yeah. the coaching staff have, have looked at there the way i see it it's it's the team has been together for five weeks six weeks you had an opportunity you, you played your first match and you won it you didn't dominate that game either but you had an opportunity to nick that game away mm -hmm. you come back home you've got two weeks to prepare against the toughest team in the group On right paper. now yeah yeah uh, you've you've seen them play and you you see what they're capable of you have a, a a decision to make are you gonna focus on how do we keep the ball and how do we break them in transition or do we focus more on Let's stay in compact and let's keep them. Let's nullify their game yeah. and let's see what comes up. Yeah. And I think that's the approach that they took, which is let's play it safe. Why do we need to make unnecessary chances for them um, given that we have been together so little amount of yeah. time, right? So um, at the end of the day, um, if the team improves come May, it, it will be a, diff a completely different context. Because that's when the final group game will be, yeah. right, May? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a different contest over there in Singapore. And yeah. hopefully, you know, d depending on the results, hopefully we'll be in there, in the mix. And I think traditionally we've managed to get good crowds, haven't we, in Singapore? Yeah. From our end. That's right. Right, <laughs> yeah. we managed to sort of... A lot of Singaporean, yeah, uh, Filipinos yeah, over there in yeah, Singapore. Yes, so we managed to get hold of the, uh, yeah, the Philippine foreign working community yeah. and really engage with some of those foreign workers and, and get them to the stadium, which which created almost that home atmosphere. For sure. Um, yeah. in, in 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 the previous campaigns that that Kai have had in Singapore, so you know maybe that maybe that approach isn't the worst, and, and maybe it's a case of we can almost have that as a home game, home away from home, mm. um, going into that last game. I mean, we're making a lot of presumptions because PSM came out at firing in in their game against um, Shan. Shan United. Obviously, they lost their first game against, against Tampines. Yeah. So they needed to win that game and, and, and they did so with what seems like a pretty routine 3-1 yeah. uh, victory. So 
A lot's riding on this next game. 100%. A lot is riding on this next game. So it's going to be yeah. exciting to see what happens with, with, with those two matches because I, I think fireworks are, yeah. are imminent. And um, yeah, hopefully we get some, some intense intense football over the next two games. Yeah. Uh, as an added bonus, I get to go back home to uh, Indonesia. Here we in go. Jakarta, right? Here we go. See we'll round up some of your pals. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little bit of support for the team. It would huh? be nice, right? So there you go. That would be nice. That's Group H. It's all very tight at the moment after two matches. Uh, similarly so, in Saris Negros' group. Uh, they played the day before. Yeah. A great atmosphere over there at, at Rizal Memorial Stadium. And they were forced into a battle uh, against the Vietnamese team. You want to go for it? No, no, Chris? you go for it. You, I, I want to hear your, your Vietnamese. I call them TQN. It's Than Quan Ninh, right? That's that was it. it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, man, I was there for that match. Of course, you know, AFC Cup nights, they're not, you know, uh, all the time around in the Philippines. So yep. You definitely have to take your chance when it's around. And we went over there. Um, and wow, they, it was a great atmosphere. Like I mentioned, and the match was, was entertaining. Mm. You know, it was, it was a, a great affair because Ceres Negros had a control of the ball uh, a lot of the game. But Than Quan Ninh, whenever they had it, they had the confidence to uh, play their style, you know, uh, to, ha to, to work out their openings as yeah. well. So, um, yeah, they, they, they opened the scoring in, in beautiful fashion. I, I remember seeing it and thinking, what a pass. What a pass that yeah. was to open things up for, for Lynch to score. Um, so, I don't know. Did you watch that game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I looked at the game and I, and I thought... Maybe we're expecting too much from Ceres, right? Obviously, you know, same as Kaya. They're not in league football right now. They're yeah. still probably pretty rusty themselves, right? I mean, obviously, they did a great job in qualifying for the third preliminary round in the AFC Champions League qualifiers. Um, beat Stray Ring in the, in the first game. Handedly, too. 4-0. Four 4-0. Nil. Four nil. And maybe we expected too much from them in this game because they, they, they did look a little bit sluggish. Super was out. Yeah, yeah, still recovering from that surgery. Yeah, so I mean, they went for a sort of three-four-three setup mm. with um, Sean Kane, Groman, and, and Dennis Villanueva, which is pretty makeshift, pretty new. And as a back three, there was a lot of gaps. There were a lot of spaces yeah. for TQN. I want to call them TQN to, to <laughs> exploit. And lo and behold, that was obviously how the, the the first goal came. I mean, it was a great through ball, but there was acres of space yeah. for um, Lynch, the forward, to, to latch onto that through ball, obviously rounded Roland and, and put the ball into the empty net. Um, but there were a few, few opportunities like that. There was one that was called for, for offside mm. that was pretty tight, uh, almost identical um, in the first half. Um, yeah, they, they just looked dodgy at the back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, like I said, it's a little bit makeshift. They don't know each other that well. Um, I'm looking at that back line. I mean, Sean Kane has played centre midfield. He's played right back. I mean, yeah. He has played in the back three before. A lot last year, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, predominantly on the left-hand side. But I'm not too sure if he's a your sort of prototypical centre-back. Mm. Uh, maybe against, alongside someone like Super, I think he, he might be a little more comfortable because Super covers a lot more ground. He's physically very dominant. He's very aggressive. So yeah. he can cover spaces if the game gets a little bit stretched. Um, again, Dennis is is probably more of a converted centre midfielder playing in in that in that role. Um, and I look at it from how they set up in previous years with Carly and Super, yeah, uh, you know, plus one sometimes yeah. Sean Kane, sometimes um, someone else. But 
probably just a bit more solid. I think Josh played okay. I just think the the, the spacing between the, the left and right centre-backs just left him a little bit exposed. Mm. So while on the ball, I think he did a pretty decent job. I, yeah. th- I felt like he was a little bit isolated on, on his own there. Um, and maybe had Super been there and he been in one of the, the right or left centre-back slots, he, he might have been a little bit more comfortable. You've then got Minigishi at left, sort yeah. of wing-back. Yeah. Um, on, on one side, um, well, thought did okay, but again, it's probably not his most natural position. Um, they dominated possession still, you know. So all, although it was, it was, it was not the most comprehensive performance. It still dominated the game. Yeah. You know, he still got a front three of uh, Robert Lopez, Mendy, Stefan Schrock, and. Um, uh, Bienve, right? And, and yeah. OJ, obviously, on, on, on that side as well. So, I mean, it's still formidable. It's really still is. formidable. And, and, and they, they did control large portions of, of the game against a decent uh, Vietnamese side. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I sort of came away from it thinking, I was a bit disappointed in terms of the result. I don't think they played their best. Mm. But they still came away with, with with a draw, which still secures them top spot. So, yeah. um, the penalty wasn't the penalty, you know, which is one <laughs> thing I really want to address. Um, it, I was watching it live, and I was thinking, going in one at halftime, you know, Risto's going to going to blow his lid here. Yeah, because I think they could have played a lot better. Um, they had created some chances. They looked. Um, they had a couple of couple of efforts from set pieces that that they could have they could have um, capitalized on, but the penalty was BS. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you watch it and you think he's made a mistake here, yeah. And it's not like you go into you're in Indonesia or or a Malaysia where there's the crowd are on your back and you know mm. that they're baying for blood. And it was garbage. I mean, it was it was a dive, blatant dive. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the Vietnamese. Um, defender was backed off with his arms yeah. up in the air as if to say he's run into me here yeah, yeah. and that's a kind way of putting on it I mean the guys dive first the first thing that I thought when I saw it was I made the VAR uh, <laughs> motion I was like oh man I don't know about that yeah I mean so we were talking like if there's any justice in the world he's gonna he's gonna it, miss this he's gonna hit it down the middle which he did and the keeper's not going to move. Okay, so let me just clarify this one. He hits it down the middle every time. Every time. People need to be doing their homework here, right? <laughs> because I was watching it in my bedroom, yeah. and I turned to my wife and said, chip yeah. straight down the middle. Exactly. We were, we were joking about it in the stands. We are like, if there's any justice, the guy's going to catch this, this, this right down this, the pipe. Right? I mean, come on. Who's the goalkeeper coach here? Do your homework. Yeah, man. Come on. Right? Do your homework. Ugh. Um, I don't want to be giving away any secrets here, but <laughs> come on. It's getting ridiculous now. Um, I think Ref saved one of his. Possible, well, yeah. Def- when I was in charge, definitely. No, no, no. I think it was Ace. Ace saved one. Ace saved one. I Ace think saved one. Was, yeah. Um, I think he sort of waited and then he obviously he's not going down here and then he's trying to stick it yeah, somewhere and, yeah. and Ace has made the save. So someone did a homework, please. <laughs> um, and, and make him change up his penalty routine. But anyway, that's that's someone for, for uh, a, co- a coach somewhere to pick up and, and, and sure. make that call. But I mean, they're still top of the group. My, my thing with this is 
we've gone into this and, and when we've sort of talked about the AFC campaign, we've looked at it and said, right, well, Serez and Bali are going to be the two teams fighting out. But I saw Sve Reng play against Bali and they're a good side, the Cambodian team. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what happened in that 4-0 game. Um, didn't watch much of it, saw snippets of it. But I watched, I was sort of flicking through the, the Serez game and, and the Sve Reng against uh, Bali game. They're a very good team. Possession? And, and they dominated Bali. Oh, wow. It wasn't even like that was a lucky, you know, smash and grab 2-1 victory. Yeah. They dominated them. Mm. So I don't know if Serres are looking at this. They're sitting pretty atop of Group G right now with four uh, four points, favoring and Bali with three and, 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 and TQN on one. But I wouldn't be surprised to see those other three teams taking points off one another. Right. Because I think that there's there's... There's yeah. not much difference between between those teams. Um, I still fully expect Serres to qualify sure. from this group at a canter, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, but I think Sveireng might cause some teams some problems and it won't be the first time they take points off some of the other teams in this group. Yeah, That's my prediction because I think they're a top, top team. Great football, um, well coached, well drilled. Got an Irish coach in there who seems to be doing some, some great work with them. Um, and Bali looked all over the place, just reliant on their individual stars right. to, to come up with something. Lo and behold, I think they scored in the second half. Yeah. Had a goal disallowed in the first half. But um, yeah, wasn't impressed with them at all. I think they need a lot of work. Right. So I, I, I fully expect um, Serres, they played Bali on March 11th. Yeah. I, I, I fully expect them to, to... They're in Indonesia, aren't they, as well, for that game. Right. I, I fully expect them to go there and... and, and, and Take six points from that team. I think they're light years ahead of that. that you know, that's an interesting question. Actually, I'm not sure if they're playing at home, because I I believe that there's a potential that uh, Serres will play another home match. Okay. Um. So because this this recent one was a rescheduled one, they were supposed to travel to Vietnam, but there was a travel oh, okay, ban. Okay. So I think they're going to play three straight home games. Is oh, what's really? going to okay. happen? And then two away to finish. Yeah. Okay. So um, no, three away to finish. Three away to yeah. But the thing is, Bali at home. Are formidable. They've right. got a great crowd, great atmosphere. Because they beat, um, they beat TQN in their first game yeah, at home. That's right. So I don't think they travel well, but um, you know, if they're going to travel to 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 RMS and then they're going to play against Ceres there, and Ceres can get a win, then uh, they're going to be in really good spot. I think. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, that that, that I'm not saying that take, that group is then put to put to bed, but yeah. I mean that just makes that puts Bali in the unenviable position of having to take probably nine points yeah. in the remaining three games, including beating Serres. Yeah. Right. So so here's my question. Um, obviously, uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about OJ's goal. OJ's did Sorry, yeah, yeah. fantastic uh, finish in that one. And then there was that little scruffy goal that uh, t uh, TQN yeah. got at the end there to, to tie things up. Um, points earned uh, or uh, points dropped for Serres in this one? Well, I, I came away with it with the initial of, well, that's two points dropped. Yeah, because they they I expect them to to run up the scoreboard and, and just dominate from this group. I know we said in the in the in the build up that we thought Bali would be better than they they've actually are. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion, based on what I saw the other day, they look mediocre. They look mediocre at best. Yeah. So, um, but I I think TQ are a decent side. You know, they yeah. they showed. I think they're better than what their one point from two games would suggest. Sure. So it wouldn't surprise me if they end up sort of featuring a little bit more prominently in, in their remaining games against yeah. those other two teams. So um, I see it as two points, two points dropped, but in the grand scheme of things, I think having seen the other, other three teams, 
Mm. I actually think Sveriang might be the team that might cause some problems mm. and might end up pushing Ceres hard for maybe not the top spot, but they might end up nabbing that that best second spot. Right. Because um, I think they're a team who obviously made huge strides since their first game. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let's see what happens. Maybe they were, they're the team that might be a bit of a dark horse to compete for that best second spot. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't see it derailing them too much because I think, like you said, if they've got the home game against Bali, they can really lay down that marker and say, listen, okay, let's get back to winning ways, mm. pick up the three points, and all of a sudden they'll be putting distance between them and the other teams in the group, yeah. which at the halfway mark is exactly where they need to be. Super coming back as well, so that's going to be big for them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much everything uh, for the AFC Cup. The, both groups we've had an opportunity to see, both Filipino clubs still at the top of the tables, um, but of course, Ceres still... Um, a favorite in their group, Kaya, um, a huge question mark on how things will transpire in Indonesia against PSM back-to-back. That's going to be the key um, in this group. So, so much excitement to look forward to in the AFC Cup, and it resumes in just a couple weeks' time. March 10 and 11 are the matches to look out for. Ceres and Kaya back in action then. That's it. Anything else you want to add to the AFC Cup? No, I just think it's great that um, we had decent turnouts yeah. in the in the two games. Uh, obviously, great to have the games on television yeah. as well. So I know there's a lot of people tuning in and and we're, and we're watching the game on on TV. And uh, yeah, I, I think again at the quarter mark, both teams sitting atop of their groups. Mm. I think again showcases the the strength of uh, of club football in the Philippines. Hopefully. When the when the league gets up and running, these teams can get into their stride and, and continue to to stay at the top of their groups, which was fingers crossed what, what we want. And uh, yeah. hopefully they can pr- progress through this competition. But yeah, decent start from both teams, and uh, yeah, looking forward to to some tasty next round ties against two Indonesian powerhouses. Yeah, the dream is still alive. Hopefully, both Filipino teams move on to the next round and go up against each other at some point in the AFC Cup. That is the dream right all right so all the afc cup in the books here on across the line if you enjoy this episode you enjoy the content we provide here on across the line please do subscribe on youtube apple Podcasts, and on spotify and catch us on social media on facebook instagram and on twitter drop us a line drop us a comment we really appreciate everybody who drops us a word and do please rate and review the show that's it thank you for watching